Hello and welcome to the Green Pole's first A View from the Other Side podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Dave Lane, who is the co-editor of Besotted Brentford, to discuss this weekend's West London derby and the first league meeting between the two clubs since that playoff final in August uh, 2020. How are you doing, Dave? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that after 20 seconds of getting, <laughs> getting into the getting into the podcast. Oh, yeah, you did. Funny, you didn't mention the three uh, nil League Cup win ours the last time we played each other. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of, of, of course, of course, we uh, we we uh, not, I wouldn't say scarred from the uh, from the playoff final. I think we've all moved on a bit since then, and uh, you know, I think we realised it's probably the best thing that could have happened to us going up next year and with. Uh, crowds in there and uh doing so well last year i think uh everything for a reason and all that yeah um that is something which i did want to come into later on yeah, in the of podcast, course. Of course, um, yeah. because i do think it's, it's a good talking point um, and we will have our own views on it mm-hmm. um so you are part of besotted brentford tell us a bit about the page in general and how long it's sort of been up and running well, we started off as a proper old school analog inky fanzine back in 1990. So that was we've been selling outside, selling outside the stadium um, in print form uh, since yeah, since then. And obviously, with you know the changing technologies and the changing, you know, there was there was a thing called an internet now, which there wasn't back back in those <laughs> days. Um, yeah, it, it, it it's obviously changed the landscape, and you know you can you can reach more people, and uh, you can do different things, you know, with podcasts, and we've done lots of video in the past um we've made films we've we've created songs we've, we've done you know, for charity and you know it's it you know the digital revolution has been has been great and we we really enjoy what we do still so you know all the time we do that we'll continue until we're proper geriatrics and uh yeah no as i said we get we get a buzz from it and we we, we like talking to you know other fans as well we're not an insular bunch on besotted we like to uh reach out and speak to uh opposition fans and you know whether that's kind of like on our podcast bef- before they visit or when we go up to uh flung far flung corners of the uk we uh yeah we, we like to chum up and have a beer and that's what football's all about isn't it talking it's just about having a a good time on the weekend with with your friends, your family. It just gives you a break from reality as well, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, we've got this saying at Besotted, you know, the, the only thing that can ruin um, a good day out of the football is, is the football. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so... We can relate know, kick, to that. Kick, kick, kick football out of football is, is our mantra. So, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so last season would have been, I'm guessing, your first time watching Brentford in the first flight, uh, top flight of football. Um, yeah, I'm old. I'm old. I'm not that old. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember forty nine. Um, yeah, that, that's that's always a weird one, you know. While we're talking about history, you know, yeah. we, we we talked about this on on the train on the way up to Leicester a couple of weeks ago. Mm. You know, we weren't having a dig at you. We were having a dig at our, our other West London cousins, and we were ba- basically saying, you know, when when does when does relevant history start and finish? You know, yeah. um, you know, because you know what you're doing right here right now is 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 clearly you know. The, the most important part of of kind of your club stature and status and what have you yeah. um you know but what happened in the past for us is just you know critical as well it's part of the fabric of our club yeah and we've part always had DNA. this yeah 100 percent. we've always had this you know our our sort of 
pre um, up until now our halcyon days were either side of the, the second world war which you know yes yeah, it's, it's a long time ago but yeah. you can't you can't swipe that can you i mean it, it yeah. did happen we were top flight and you know the rara's fans they always kind of say you know, you know <laughs> they, they chuck bowls and marsh and you know mcclintock and webb and all that that sort of yeah, it was a great team and they had some great times but they always kind of said to us you know ah. Oh, yeah, you've got no history, and that and and that was all, that always kind of like always sort of stuck in our craw because we have, and um, it's just yeah. great that we're getting that chance again, um, and we're doing we're doing so well to be honest. Yeah, and I think we we always used to get that a lot from from Chelsea fans in particular, and it's something that we still get to be honest. Um, yeah, and but yeah, the point the point I was well the que- the point of the question was what game in particular sticks out for you, and what did you make of it? Because um, you know going to grounds like Old Trafford, the Etihad you know, consistently throughout the season must have brought some some more joy and happiness to what's already been a, a good couple of years for you. Yeah, it's been an incredible decade, really. I mean, it's been a steady growth, but, the you know, the step up to the top flight was something that, you know, I'm still pinching myself about, if I'm honest with you. Hmm. Um, it's like you've woken up from a from a sort of like a 50-year coma and, you know, um, <laughs> you, you know you, you've, you, it's kind of like, my God, you know, how how, how the world's changed and how, how little old Brentford have changed. But, you know, the best games, I mean, clearly, First game against Arsenal is is something that kind of set set the set our stall out. You know, we 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 arrived on the big stage on the first game of the season, and uh, you know we were the first 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 and only game that Friday night. So it it, it couldn't be more perfect. Our our um our result didn't get kind of diluted along with whatever else was happening to the big clubs. So the whole world were watching Brentford Arsenal. But I guess the standout result of the whole campaign was the 4-1 win at Stamford Bridge you know that's, that's, a, that's an afternoon I could never tire of reliving yeah and you had very well you had a lot of jealous uh, I'm not uh, I'm gonna be proud not gonna be proud <laughs> to admit it but you know I was sitting there watching that thinking you know we were in the top flight for 13 years and I would have you know, I would have done anything to, to be in your position for <laughs> for that sort yeah. of afternoon evening even the weekend yeah, hundred um, percent. And and the thing is, it wasn't a fluke. And that, that's that's no. a lot. You know, obviously, you you get you get wins that you you know probably deserve a draw out of. You know, during a season, and you get draws when you deserve to win. You know, so that's what football football's all about. But you know, a lot of our wins last season, they, they, there was no fluke about them. We you know we really contributed a lot. I think to the sort of top tier. And that's why the this second season syndrome nonsense that a lot of the lazy pundits are spouting, um, you know, it's, it's it's kind of it's laughable, really. You know, you can't say just because Leeds struggled and Sheffield United struggled that we're going to struggle. It's, you know, just different clubs, different squads, different managers, different styles of play. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're we're quite humble as well, though. So, you know, although we had a great season, we're not taking it for granted because it's comes and just slaps you in the face and if you uh if you start assuming that you're you know you're here for life yeah and and plus I think you mentioned the likes of Sheffield United and Leeds in their second season they never actually you know added to the squad that much I don't think Sheffield United did at all maybe I think they signed Rian Brewster for for silly money from Liverpool um and Leeds again didn't I don't think it signed too many in their second season um, talking about now it is your second season, what have you made of the transfer window so far, losing Christian Eriksen, who from an outsider's point of view was pivotal to your second half of your season, sort of climb up, up the Premier League? Um, 
so yeah what did you make of your transfer window so far um so far it's been uh, been amazing I'd, I'd say yeah and you know, ericsson was probably always going to go if, I, if i'm if i'm honest you know from personally i i'd convinced myself there was a good chance of him staying um but the more the more sort of time passes the more uh the more naive i probably i was to to even think that you know um i think it all stacked up there was there was a million reasons for for him to stay you know um in terms of like the team being structured around him him wanting to be at his peak for the world cup with denmark uh, this winter there was there was there was so much you know having sort of died on the pitch um, and it's kind of got given a second chance. I thought we would just want to uh, uh, enjoy his football, but you know, two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week and a ten million pound signing on fee—you'd uh, be crazy to to turn that down, I guess. So um, yeah, so but apart from him going, I think you know we've we've done brilliantly. You know, we've got Aaron Hickey in as the right back that we've needed for for quite a long time. Uh, the Mikhail Damsgaard signing last week was the one that everyone will be sitting up and taking notice. I guess yeah. again, you know, he's he's that kind of uh, Ericsson replacement. Is that as a like for like as we're going to be, you know, able to afford? Um, and that that signing alone, I think, has just been it's just been incredible. We've got Keen Lewis Potter from from Hull City, a really exciting uh, left winger. Um, and we've got Stokoya from from Lazio that came in as a as a replacement goalkeeper. And I don't, I don't think we're finished. I think there's I think there's possibly another one, possibly another two coming in. So um, you know, it's 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 been it's been incredible to be honest. Yeah, there's they've left nothing to chance. Yeah, because Ericsson got a bit of a hostile reception on the weekend, and and sort of to be expected. But from your personal point of view, do you do you blame him for? you know, going for a club like Man United or, you know, we all would rather the top players to stay. Um, but on Chris and Ericsson alone, do you begrudge him the move or would you just wish he, he just stayed? No, I, I mean, I, again, you know, if I'm being petty, you know, then you, you could you, you could sort of, yeah, you could use it against him. But I, I don't I don't begrudge him it. You know, I, he, he may, you know, I, I don't know what his medical condition is going to be going forward. You can, you know, you can, you can kind of like, you know, put two and two together and come up with five. Anything could happen to him. Um, he's, he's just clearly going to sort his, himself and his family out financially for forever. So that move will sort that out. I, I think we probably would have broken the bank to, to keep him within reason. But I think it was becoming too much of a sideshow. You know, they're, they're, it's not really um, how we do our business. You know, we, yeah. you know, you've seen the rise of Brentford, the Brentford revolution over the last 10 years. It's been it's been sticking to a trial and tested uh, model of buying undervalued players, um, players with huge potential, playing a style of football that allows them to, you know, shine and then selling them on. Or, you know, if if, the, if, a, if a bid comes in that matches our, you know, our kind of uh, price, um, or keeping them, you know, there's five or six in that team now that, you know, there's no chance of them being sold at the moment. Um, you know, Bumo and Tony and Rico Henry and you know David Raya and Pontus and you know there's there's, there's a there's a backbone to that team at the moment. Norgard and Jensen and you know they they most of those came in in the in the in the window of you know 2019, 2018, 2019 that summer. So they're they're the backbone of the team. They're probably not going to go anywhere. Although you know there's always going to be there's always going to be talk of Ivan Tony. Yeah. Because it, even now, you know, you got the likes of Newcastle sort of sniffing around. Um, Man United need a striker. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that's true. 
I think even we're starting to to double check everything and hope that Mitrovic stays. Um, because you know, if you're talking, yeah, now we started scoring again. Is that that again? That n- another lazy myth has seems to have popped. You know, he can't score in the top flight. Well, you know, clearly he can. So a lot of know. it is down to lazy journalism. Um, but it's it just they've just got journalism. one narrative, haven't they? They've got yeah. and that's you know. But if they check that, yeah, and if they checked how many games he actually started in our previous campaign, mm. you'd actually realise you know he didn't even play half a season. Yeah, um, no, 100%. Really and yeah, it is down to lazy journalism. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story, mate. No, of course. <laughs> it doesn't sell, does it? <laughs> no, of course it doesn't. <laughs> so at the start of the pod, you you did mention about the... Uh, we, we did sort of touch on about you know the playoff final. Yeah. Now, that game in particular, you know, you, you were better suited, in my opinion, to go up that season than we were. Um, I mm-hmm. think I can talk on behalf of a lot of Fulham fans and say, you know, we didn't really expect to win. And I may get, you know, a bit of abuse for that. But I'd, I didn't expect to win. I think, you know, we played you twice that season and you know, we, we struggled. Uh, we did mm-hmm. struggle. Um, and But on the night, I do think Parker and Matt Wells, they, they got the game plan spot on. Um, because I do think over 120 minutes, we probably just about deserved it. Um, but... Do you think that the extra season in the championship has certainly helped you? And do you think it's had a negative effect on us um, from your personal point of view? Well, I mean, you know, clearly I'd, I'd be I'd be a liar to say I wasn't devastated that night, you know, it, it, because, you know, coming out of that those COVID lockdowns and that, that run, that ridiculous run we had of seven or what, it could have been eight, consecutive wins that, that took us right back into automatic promotion contention yeah. then we had a we had a wobble at Stoke and then we had a wobble against Barnsley where you know it, it, it there was a result at, at West Brom which meant that if we got our results right then then um you know we would have gone up automatically so it was it was it was but but to, but to be honest you know it was it was as 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 much as fans, we needed that because it was just a, such a beautiful distraction to the to the shit show that was going on around us. You know, the rising yeah. death figures, the not being able to see your friends, not being able to go to games, not being able to go down the pub for all that financial insecurity. It, it was just a horror show. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, us winning every week, it was just the perfect antidote to that. So um, you know, it, it, clearly we're all. You know, most of us are intelligent-ish football fans. You know that you can't win every single game, so there was obviously going to be a couple that we didn't, and it's just a shame that having having dragged ourselves right into contention, the the the, the ones right at the end. You know, although we came through the the playoff semis against Swansea really well mm. in real style, but you're right. You know, um, I think Scott Parker did set the team up well. We played in a kind of a midfield box, which we, we struggled to dominate or, you know, it was a, it was a pretty poor game. If I'm honest with you, I think, yeah. I think that's, you know, it was a penalty shootout in Waiting any other. Happen. Yeah, I think it was. Um, and, you know, obviously just that, just that, you know, incredible stroke, shocking stroke, um, uh, traumatic free kick 
uh, you know, caught David Raya off his line and, you know, another goal very soon after that as we were pushing up. Um, yeah, it, it was just a, it was just a sort of like, you know, a, a crap end to what, you know, we thought, we thought we were there. Um, we weren't taking it for granted. Don't get me wrong. You know, it was, you know, having done the double over you um, mm. again, um, it was, it was, you know, football, every, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get games where, you, you know, you're a good team, you know, you're in the playoffs for a reason. And, yeah. you know, it was, it, it was, you know, you, you were going to win a, a game. So uh, yeah, it was just a shame. But the question was, did, it do us did it is it better that happened in the long run and I'd have to say as a fan yes I think um we interviewed Thomas Frank uh, a couple of weeks back um and he maintains no uh, the, the club were ready um you know we had Ben Rama and Watkins who would have stayed with us so you know the the fact that we didn't go up there meant we, we lost those two and although we had uh you know Ivan Tony ready to come in you know, it was it was the end of an era a little bit, and there's always that risk the following season where you you could you can go down rather than sort of challenge again. Well, I think it was 22 days or something crazy, or 11 11 days between the final defeat and then coming back into training for the start of the following season, and to keep that that sort of positivity in the camp and the energy, and be ready to go again in a championship season. You know, you know how grueling they are. Yeah. You know, it's 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 you know it's, it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday. You know, it's just it's just re- relentless. So for us to come through and then come come back to Wembley the following year and finish a job off, I think it's an, it's an exceptional story. So um, yeah, I, I, and to do it to be able to be in the Premiership with with supporters rather than you know, um, and this isn't a dig. You know, you you got relegated without any fans. You went you, you came down again with a. A damp squib, and no one was there. You probably quite lucky that you didn't have to witness it. But <laughs> it, 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 but if it had yeah. gone the other way, you know, you, it would have been a season where you, you just wouldn't have been able to share in it. So, yeah, it, 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 in a in a in a sort of uh, in a masochistic kind of way, it was better to go through that pain to get the joy last season for sure. Yeah, and just touching on the two things really is that season we come back down. You know, with ten games, with ten games left to play, we just beaten Liverpool at Anfield, and I think we were a point behind Newcastle. And our running of games were actually quite good. We actually, at that point, we actually thought, you know what, we could actually stay up here. But then the last ten games, we didn't win one game, and you know, you can't do that in a Premier League and expect to stay up. No, um, no, hundred percent. Yeah, I thought you. I thought, yeah, there was a time. You know, obviously, we paid quite a lot of attention to your results. Yeah. <laughs> um, some some say it's obsessed. Some say it's just like keeping an eye out for other people's results. But um, yeah, you know, you, you there was a time where you looked like you you're going to turn it around. But uh, yeah, that, that, as you say, you you can't you can't you know you can't go huge amounts of time without picking up points in the prem because you know it's brutal. Yeah, and again, it, it it probably done us a huge favor because we've we've got rid of Parker now, and we have Marco Silva. We also have Louis Boamorte, who uh, who's his assistant, and we actually feel like a club that's we are going to compete this year. We're not going to be like we we have been the last two attempts in a Premier League. We're not going to get played off the park every week. You know, you only got, no. you only got to see us against Liverpool and see. If we can play like that, even 80% of the season, we're going to stay competitive in most games. Yes, yeah. there's going to be the odd occasion where you go to the Etihad or, you know, you can go to I don't know, somewhere like Brighton on a Tuesday night and just not turn up. You know, you're going to get those games. Everyone does. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel now we are in a good place. A bit like 
you know, from an outside looking at Brentford, you've got Thomas Frank, you have a, a steady squad, you know, you seem to be going places. And I don't think, you know, you, you're going to be worried about relegation this season. Um, and a part of me hopes and wishes that we aren't, but we need to be a bit more realistic and, I, I think you're going to be all right from what you know from what I've seen as you say you know the 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 whole vibe around your club it seems to be you know as an outsider looking in it it, it does seem very starkly different to to the one that went up uh previously um you know and spent a lot of money the one one you know the time before that as well and you know it's you've you've got a you've got a you know a really powerful and really kind of dangerous team there so you know you, I, I think you're going to be all right I think there's there's teams there's teams in that division that you know are on a on a downward curve. People that struggled last year, I'm not sure they'll escape this year. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think I think we'd both be all right if I'm honest. I hope so because you know we could we, yeah. we could do this. You know, again, it's it's, 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 gruel, it's, gruel, it's <laughs> grueling though, isn't it? If it's not, you know what I mean. It yeah. is. But, <laughs> but just um, touching on the game on the weekend, like again, last season you I think you played twelve London was it twelve London derbies and you won six of them. Yeah, so there was, a, had there was a, a fair amount. There's even more this year, isn't there? Like, yeah, so there's more London derbies because see, our London derby record in the Premier League is woeful. It's it's awful. Over mm. the past few, you know, the last decade, we struggle against London teams. You must be confident going into Saturday. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I am in so much as that. You know, we've had a really good start to the season, and you know, I've got no concerns. In in you know, the the, the team are looking really good. Um, uh, Thomas Franks had a blinder in the, the last couple of games as well in terms of his tactics. The, the comeback against Leicester, um, you know, he, he, Brendan Rodgers didn't he didn't know what the hell he was going going on. You know, mm. up, at, up at the King Power, we, we really out tacticked him. Um, the players literally were just geniuses on the pitch. They not only changed formation, they they switched individuals within that formation two or three times. And they just literally knew what they were doing there. They were prepared for whatever, you know, Thomas Frank asked of them. You know, it was, it was a shame that we were two goals down. I don't think the performance warranted being two goals behind. We had our chances as well. But I think a draw was was maybe slightly flattered us. But, you know, um, I don't think we owed, we owed them anyway because, we you know, we, we deserve something from, from going up there last year. And obviously... What happened on Saturday evening against Man United? It showed that you know he's he's you know he's, he's sharp, um, and we've got players that you know will, will hurt you. Um, so yeah, he's, he's you know so in that so in terms of am I am I am I confident? Yeah, I am. I'm not confident because we're playing Fulham. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, mate. I'm, I am I am really looking forward to the game. I'm yeah. really looking forward to the day out. Nice and early in the season. It's going to be warm. Hopefully the sun will come out. You know, we can have, we can have some nice gins in your stadium and maybe a <laughs> bit, of, bit of quiche. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of prawn sandwiches on tap, so don't you worry yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's certainly a game that I look forward to and I'm sure, you know, you're the same. But one thing I must sort of ask you, you know, Saturday against Man United, you know, it's, it's the start of the season. You've gone one near work. You're on the front foot. You're playing really well, and I speak again on behalf of a lot of Fulham fans that were watching that and listening to it. And the first song you sing after going one nil up was "You're Going Down with the Fulham." Now it's like, come on, just enjoy it. Enjoy beating Man United. You know, it, it's not going to happen 
very often, and you know, like us, you don't be the big clubs very often. But what's your thoughts on that? I, I, I have oh, to look, mate. No, I mean, you know, the the going down with the Fulham now, you know, bees up Fulham down yeah. song. We're going to hear a lot yeah. of that this season, aren't we? Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to, to be honest with you, it's 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 really good humoured. You know, I, I know I know there are elements within both our fan bases that will probably be aggy and be looking for things that are a little bit more than uh, you know good humour. Yeah, I think it's a vast majority, my vast minority rather. Um, and I, I and I honestly think that it's 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 that rivalry without it getting without overstepping the mark. Um, you know, yes, you know, we've had some incredible games at your place. You know, the the four one match would always you know have a special place in my heart. Um, no, I know, don't remember that one. No, <laughs> more, more pay in the last minute as well. And you know, there's there's, there's been there's been a few and. Um, We'll, we'll come in numbers again, and we'll we'll you know we'll we'll bring out our repertoire of obsessed anti Fulham songs, I'm sure, <laughs> and you know. It, 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 but I think you know, strip that away from football. It's it's a it's a duller match, isn't it? You know, it's just as long as as long as everything's kept in 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 kind of check, I'd say you know it's 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 all it's all healthy healthy banter. Yeah, and you mentioned that mope in the last minute. We actually want to thank mm. you for that because. <laughs> That point actually made us go to Wembley for the first time since 1970. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was there was some kind of backhanded thank yous. I realised after yeah, that, but and it gave us uh, after the game. It didn't look like the looks on Fulham fans' faces was. Uh, was no, I wasn't was, happy. Was no. <laughs> but looking back, it, it actually done us a huge favour. So thank you for that. And Wembley was a, a special moment for for us with the white wall. It was a fantastic day. And that's thanks to Brentford and thanks to Mopai. So, Oh, it's our pleasure. <laughs> oh, our pleasure. Well, you look like you, there's rumours that you're, you're in for Mopai. Yeah, I saw that you. today, actually. He won't go there. If he does. <laughs> and he makes his, uh, makes his I mean, debut on Saturday and scores the winner. Mate, him and him, him and Met, him and Mitrovic would be like, you've got like the, the kings of the shithouse there. Those, those two together would be just like, they'll be just, well... They'd be like doing all sorts of defenders. Yeah. <laughs> Mo, I, I don't know if you know, but Mopai had a run in with with Arsenal. Was it was it last season or the season before? I when uh, he, Le- he played with Brighton. Was it Leeds? Yeah, oh. Leeds. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a long running thing with Leeds. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's um yeah. He he scored he scored up against Ellen Road. Um, basically, he scored a penalty um at Ellen Road um after and Leeds fans are still kind of banging on about it. They think Ollie Watkins dived. He, you know, he, I don't think he dived. Um, and then Morpay, what he did, he just went up to the you know the whole away end and just held his hands out. Like, so, and there is there's photographs where you can see just like face demented anger and snarly <laughs> spitty and you know you can see the hatred from the from the Leeds fans and he's he's done that a few times and even during lockdown um he they played up at um uh Ellen Road with Brighton and he scored again and he went up to the same part of the stadium and held his hands out. There was no one there because it was played behind <laughs> closed doors and he sort of re re reenacted it. And he scored. He scored uh, um, at Griffin Park against Leeds in a three 0 win as well. Um, and he did the same. Just held his hands out. So they they properly hate him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's got he's got that in his locker. He likes to have a laugh. I've got a uh, a lot of time for that. Yeah. Right, he's, so, he's a good player. He's a good player. He is. Yeah. Um, very good player. And he's he's done well since he's been in the Premier League. To be fair, 100%. He misses quite a bit, but he scores a fair bit as well. And you know, yeah, indeed, you worry as a striker. I'm sure when you're not getting the chances. Um, so prediction time. 
Um, give me a score prediction for Saturday, and I'll give you mine. And I bet ours is completely different. <laughs> I take, take a draw now. I mean, I say that pretty much every week. You know, it's just like I take a draw immediately now. Um, but uh, I think I think we're going to edge it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go two one Brentford. Oh, that's that's a, that's a strong uh, a strong prediction. I think from mm. from my point of view, it's I we're we're either going to cancel each other out and it'll be a a, a entertaining nil nil, or I do think Mitrovic will uh will prove to, prove to Tony that there's only uh one striker <laughs> in West London. Um, I'm well, I'm hoping yeah, that there's, Fulham there's win. a chance that can happen. Yeah. Um, but look, as, as you mentioned, it's it's all in in good humour. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, giving your time to to us because we are a fairly new podcast. Um, but Hammy End has been around for for twenty years. We were one of the first to sort of send out interviews, do written written interviews, written stuff. But now we are moving to the audio world. It's quite fitting that our first view from the other side podcast is done with one of our local rivals. Um, and apart from Saturday, I do wish you all the best for the upcoming season. Yeah, um, ditto. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did. As I said, I think I think the the rivalry should be a healthy one. I think you need that. You know, yeah. Chelsea are never going to accept either of us as as, as you know as, as like competitors to to the West London crown. So you know, um, yeah, we just got to carry on. We just beat beat them in the league. Let them let them be obsessed with uh, Tottenham, and then we can uh, we can just uh, um, look after ourselves. As long as the other lot aren't in the Premier League as well, <laughs> you know, all we've got all, all the West London clubs are there apart from that lot. So uh, yeah, so yeah. Long, long may that continue. I think to have our to have the Fulham Fulham Brentford derby in the Prem, I think that's that's the best place for it. Yeah, I agree. And also, I can't take Chelsea seriously because they've never they, they've never played a game at football in, in Chelsea as a town in their lives. You know, they're still squatting in SW6. So the sooner they can uh, get a new stadium outside of SW6, I'd be hugely uh, grateful. I just, I just let them get on with it. This kind of yeah, it's, it's almost like whatever. They don't see us as rivals, so it's no, there's no point in me sort of uh, pretending. So yeah, whatever, whatever. As far as they're concerned, yeah. Very quickly, and it is very quickly. Fulham, QPR, Chelsea, who's the one team you hate the most? Um, personally, um, personally, QPR. I wouldn't say hate, but... but yeah, they're, yeah they're you know what I mean, there. if you had to rank yeah, them from... But yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite happy to dislike you as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. And, um, Pleasure. I'm sure Pleasure. we'll speak again soon. Yeah, nice one. Good luck with the rest of the season after Saturday. You too. <laughs> Thanks.